For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. So, hey, how about at least, like, a couple of crumbs for the offense here the rest of the way, right? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. The defense is getting shored up. Day after day after day to the point that Larry Ogunjobi can come along and you're just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Larry Ogunjobi's playing for this team now. Presuming he's healthy, that's a heck of a thing. There was one national report yesterday that suggested his contract would likely max out at around $8 million for the coming year. And I'm going to remind you that when the Steelers signed Mitch Trubisky, there was a rare case of the dollar figure not getting out to anybody, even through some of the more conventional pipelines. And any time that occurs, as I told you then, it means that the agent is nervous about the amount of money that he just got for his client. He's worried about getting bashed by his brethren. So he's got to find a way to couch or paint a picture of the money that he got for his guy in a brighter light. So here we have the same situation. Ogunjobi was signed two days ago, and we still don't have a real dollar figure on him. Now there's word that he might max out at $8 million. What that means is that performance bonuses are involved, uh, appearance bonuses. And that lets the athlete know, hey, listen, if you really believe what you're telling us, if you really believe that your foot is fine and even after our medical staff checks it, you might be sensing something or other down there that's giving you trouble and you're not being honest with us or whatever. Hey, this is on you. This is on you. And the agent can cover his rear end by saying, I did everything I could. All right. So Larry Okunjobi's on that side of the ball. Larry, if he plays, is going to get paid. Miles Jack, paid. Levi Wallace, paid. And even a couple of the smaller deals of guys who were retained, like Terrell Edmonds and Montrevious Adams, the money has gone to that side of the ball. And I don't have a problem with that. I don't think there's some philosophical thing here. It's just that the offense has a bunch of kids. And they're working on their rookie contracts for the most part. And the bigger deal within that is that you don't have the iconic franchise quarterback who can consume as much as 20-25% of a team's payroll once he becomes that guy. But I can't help but wonder if 
if the Steelers felt compelled to make some kind of splash signing on the offensive side, if they felt compelled to even add a player from another team, you know, take a salary off someone else's hands, what position would they be looking at? This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. What position would they be looking at? I have a couple of answers to my own question there. One is, even though I'm answering my own question, I don't care because I want to give money to Chris Boswell instead. Two is, no, I still wouldn't look at keeping Deontay. I wouldn't be doing that this summer. I'd entertain it after he had a full and productive 2022 season. And then from there, you very quickly back yourself into a corner because you have a lot of wide receivers. They're not perfect. They're definitely not predictable, but you have a lot of them. And you're not going to outsplash, I don't think, at this stage of the summer, Deontay, Chase Claypool, and George Pickens. Tight ends are set. Offensive line is set. Quarterbacks are overflowing. Probably going to move Mason Rudolph. And... Oh, hey, running back. We come back to RB2. And yes, it's something that's come up quite a bit on this show. But RB2 does not have to be someone who's better than Benny Snell and or Anthony McFarland. And it definitely doesn't have to be any of the UDFAs who are in camp. I know that's got some of you excited, but, you know, come on. All right. Signing splash type running backs, probably an overstatement by using splash in this context, but whatever, go with it. It's feasible this time of year. It really is. You can actually wait a whole heck of a lot longer. You can watch all the preseason games in which all of the offense for most of these teams is just turning around and handing the ball to some random running back. Some of them really do rise up. Some of them seize the opportunity. And the teams that have them in those camps might not be able to keep them. And you have yourself a nice pool of availability there after the preseason schedule's done. You also obviously have guys that you can sign or trade for. But I'll tell you what I'm thinking here. I'm thinking not only a straight-ahead type runner or even a slashing runner, someone who can give you a different look than what Najee Harris does, but maybe someone who additionally can catch the ball out of the backfield. And I'm not suggesting that Najee can't. Najee got a lot better at that, by the way, over the course of his rookie year. Remember when Ben Roethlisberger was saying early on, you know, that it wasn't going so well or certain things he wasn't used to doing at Alabama? And then, like, what, two, three weeks later, he looked like a natural, like he'd been catching the ball a certain way his whole life. Another guy out of the backfield who can do that would offer Matt Canada yet another different type of weapon. 
and give the offense another type of look when Najee's not on the field, which you would hope that he isn't every, I'd say, third series. You're not going to do that with Snell and McFarland. You're just not. You can say that you want to, and you can even force them out there, as happened in the 2021 season. Doesn't mean they're going to do anything. There is one chance on this offense to make a significant improvement between now and kickoff at Paul Brown Stadium, and that is RB2. When we come back, J1Q. for just one question and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need assistance with workers' comp and medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And in today's J1Q, I will be taken down by William Brown, who writes, the team's hierarchy knows what is needed and is working toward building a championship team. Please stop acting like you or some fans know more than they do. They have some money. I don't see any need to spend, spend, spend it up by saying we need this and we need that just because the money is available. They need to determine what they have in-house. Okay, so I wasn't exactly taken down there, but it was a really fun rhyme to throw at the beginning of this thing. Uh, One thing I do want to challenge here right off the bat here, William, is you say please stop acting like you or some fans know more than they do. I don't do that. In fact, you'll hear me say repeatedly that I don't have access to anywhere near, not a millifraction of the information, the data, the background, the really like inside knowledge stuff that they do. I'm nowhere near equipped to make their decisions for them. If I was put in charge of the Steelers for one day, the franchise would be ruined, okay? Maybe just like a half a day, I would ruin it. But on the other hand, people like me and you and everyone else listening to this show is free to have opinions about what it is that the Steelers are doing, ideally with some knowledge and awareness of their own history and their own tendencies and, and this is the important one, their own results. Now, evaluating the Steelers this year, I can tell you as someone who's doing this on a daily basis, is going to be more challenging than it's been probably at any point in my career of covering the team. Why? First of all, there's a ton of uncertainty. We addressed a lot of that on the offense. I made it sound like it's all set, and it is roster-wise, but we don't know that it is. 
in terms of its effectiveness. We just don't. We might not even know through the first month of the regular season if this offense is any good. We also might not know the reasons why it isn't, because again, there's a ton of stuff that happens behind closed doors, and even people like me who are in the locker room for designated practice periods or out on the fields watching these guys and listening to these guys and at the stadiums, wherever they play, believe you me, we are still not on the inside. We can call ourselves insiders. We're the insider people. Because it sounds great, but we're still very much outsiders. So when we give, I'm not going to say we, speaking for myself here, when I give an opinion, I am trying my best, William, to put together the information that I believe to be true, the experience that I've had in 20 years of covering this team, And the passion that I have for doing this job, I hope, the right way. And not throwing a bunch of hot takes at you and, you know, random rankings of who was the best this or that of all time or whatever that's just a bunch of time killer. I'm trying to give you real stuff. And to me, right now, in the third week of June, where there's nothing going on in the NFL, What is real is whatever the Steelers still need or are still missing, in my opinion. And that's all it is. It's just an opinion. And it's not a bigger or more important opinion than anyone else's. I'm just another guy offering you that opinion. I am really glad that you expressed yourself in this way. Believe me. When I say that, I would much rather be challenged than to have people just thinking, no, who the heck are you? And I don't care what you have to say and whatever. I'd rather hear you let me know what you think is an issue with the way that I do this. I'm coming to my own defense in response. Appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers, especially at this bone dry time of year. We'll be back to do more of it next Monday. Have a great weekend, everyone.